Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Got a uh, joke for you. Love to hear it. Uh, what kind of uh, nails do accountants use when they're building? What, what do they hit the most? I don't know. They're fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> True. Because we're suck at building. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't own a hammer or tools. All right, that's done. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account and drunk account and drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk, 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 to drunk account, drunk account, drunk account. Next reaction. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And we are the two, the two drunk, drunk accountants. accountants. With us today. Great guests. We've been on your podcast. It's finally time you're on ours. It's uh, Nick and Woz, Tradies in Business. You know, Tim, I don't know if you know this, Australia's longest run trades-based podcast. I did know that. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, they've got a lot of episodes. Yeah. So, There's a lot going on over there yeah. in, in uh, Tradies in Business. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. We are the longest running small business podcast based on the Central Coast. <laughs> <laughs> that is our claim yeah. to fame. So <laughs> equally as impressive. Eighty-three percent of stats are all made up on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, great to have you both on the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking all things trades uh, later on in the main topics, and, and we're going to try and narrow down the five big issues we think trades often face, yeah. um, either at the moment or just in general. So I'm excited to to get your point of view on that and for Tim and I to, to, to dive into our thoughts as well. 100%. But first, Tim, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan Tim, I'm surprised you're able to do that with your, you've been sick. I know, I'm a bit, yeah. I'm a bit better now, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I pointed up and then I was like, oh, regret, <laughs> I should have gone down for Tim. <laughs> he's, he's not doing so yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, so was Nick, I, um, my son has started daycare, so I am going through the daycare sickness stage. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, going to last nice. a little while, Tim. <laughs> yeah, people tell me I'm going to be sick. Coming home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, so. We were making a joke on the podcast last week. Uh, you said, oh, Louis started daycare. It's big sign. I said, yeah, like, uh, have I got gastro now? Because I'm standing next to you. <laughs> now I'm legitimately concerned. <laughs> okay. Am I sick now? Uh, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't care about you, to be clear. Uh, look, I think it's probably going to more affect me because I'm dealing with his snotty nose and, mm. you know, feeding him. And then you can only wash your hands so many times. It's just going to And then he coughs in your face. How rude. <laughs> just coughs right <laughs> in my face. Just love and appreciation for the job that you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So that's me. I've been a little bit crook, but feeling better today. I felt good enough today to play golf this morning too. So that's good about that. Yeah. yeah. Can't be that sick. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> actually played a lot better than I have. A real sport. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Golf's classified as a game, not a sport. Yeah. It's just like a, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> We're really segmenting the listeners now, aren't we? Oh, I like I, that. Kicking while we've got him down on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think a lot of tradies like a, a good round of golf. So, uh, or should I call it a good game of golf? Hey? Yeah, that's yeah, better. If that's, that's better. <laughs> I think no. it's a round of drinks. Yeah. Whacking a ball around. Yep. Actually, you know what? That's it. Definitely. <laughs> they prefer the 19th yeah. hole. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, what about you, Dan? How's your week going? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Yeah. Just been... Doing the huge, yeah. yeah, classic Dan stuff. Yeah. yeah, this is Dan every week, guys. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's good, you know, just the huge. So yeah. come on, <laughs> share something <laughs> with us. Right. Tell us, tell me about your life. What's uh, uh, I test drove uh, a car on the weekend. Oh, yeah, I, I test drove an, uh, an Outlander. Nice, I'm a fan. Um, so plug-in hybrid, plug-in hybrid. Yeah, and I'm looking for that exemption, that that sweet FBT exemption. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> it drives well. It uh, fits the budget. It ticks all the boxes. And even better, Russell Coit's on the ad. He is. Sold me. Like Sold that. me immediately. <laughs> I do love that. I walked into the dealership and there was a life-size cutout of Russell Coit holding like a charging cable. I was like, there we go. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to look any further. Same with the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I should ask, actually. That'd be unreal. I'll buy it today if you throw in the cutout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought Russell Coit or yeah. the Adventures would be selling cars <laughs> at some point in the future, right? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he saw his career going differently. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So I had a very productive weekend actually. So I, I did that. 
Um, I bought a new phone, so we, people are going to be seeing much better video of us yes. uh, than, than they're used to recently. Uh, I did all sorts of things, Tim. Well done. Good time. Good on good. you. Wasn't sick. Feel good about yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That Feel good about that. Laying around the couch like <laughs> me. How about you, Was and Nick? What's been going on in, in, uh, in both your worlds? That's a really loaded question, I think, Dan. Yeah. Especially when I, maybe I'll open Let's them all we'll gently, gently, and then yeah. we can really open the dan- the floodgates. And okay. Typical tradie, I am midway through a kitchen renovation. Oh. I can't say that, that is particularly fun. It mm. sucks. But <laughs> it's three quarters done. Um, as I was telling you, gents off air, we have the Tyler here today. He's doing the splashback and fixing a couple of drummy tiles on the floor. Once that's done, I think the dust is done finally. Oh, the dust. I can give the house a really good clean and just start to settle in. I'm really, really pumped to get it all over and done with. Mm. And I've only been waiting nine years because, you know, when you marry a builder, you don't get anything quickly. <laughs> it's only been nine years, almost ten years waiting for my kitchen, so I'm pretty pumped to get this over and done with. That's good. awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. And you had it all planned out. You've got everything, you know, where you wanted it and <laughs> yes. the appliance spots and the cupboard space and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the joy. Once the stone bench tops were back in, I could bring everything back into the kitchen and unpack. Yes. Yes. That was really exciting to me. How boring is my life? <laughs> no, it seriously is exciting. <laughs> like, you can only relate to it once you've been through a kitchen renovation. Yeah, so true, so true. Not as fun as um, buying a new car with a Russell Coit picture. No. <laughs> yeah, well, it's debatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's exciting. There you go. Yeah. How about you, Woz? What's, what's, what's new in your life? I, I think I do know some things new in your life. Yeah, look, I've just been hanging out, um, taking it easy, kicking back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> Which means absolutely nothing to all of your listeners right now. Uh, yeah, look, um, my wife and I had our first bub together uh, five weeks ago today, actually. Oh, wow. As we record this. And um, didn't quite go... Actually, it went completely the opposite to the way we envisaged. Oh, no. uh, so we had a very uh, bumpy ride with Oof. the birth and our oh, no. fellow spent uh, a week and a half in ICU and <clears throat> living in Ronald McDonald House in oh. another city uh, oh, no. while he was taken care of. But uh, we're home. He's settling in. Um, I had to check my shirt earlier to make sure there wasn't vomit on it before we uh, went to air. Um, oh and God. secondly, to make sure it wasn't mine. But uh, yeah, you know, lots of lots of uh, poo, spew and milk. So that's kind of my life at the moment. Wow. We can relate for different <laughs> yeah. reasons. Yeah. Dan can relate because he's speaking to you. Weekend you I can yeah, relate yeah. because I've been you, but that sounds so intense with the birth and the ICU. I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm um, glad to hear you. Oh, oh. that's my bad. I lent on, the, on I, the pad. Am I, I literally that out, boring? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just phasing Tim out. Thanks, mate. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, that does sound pretty traumatic. And yeah, I was, I was excited for you to bring that up because I know Tim would, uh, Tim would light up at that. Given uh, I can just relate. Yeah. yeah not not to that. About baby vomit. It's like, you know, you just, you just see dad's faces light up <laughs> yeah. in the smell of curdled milk. It's, just, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Such a beautiful time of life. One of us. Uh, One of us. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what we end up doing for a tart ass tip later, you might enjoy that. Tim has a segment called uh, Big Puppy's Corner where, where he likes to give parenting advice. <laughs> <laughs> that might make an appearance. I Jeez, don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. I have to think of one for what. <laughs> oh, you, you know, you keep a kid alive for more than a month or so and you're an expert. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> dead set. Yeah, we'll be celebrating um, one year of my son being alive in the next few weeks. Mm. And it's more of a celebration for the parents. It's like, yeah, you did it. They're alive. <laughs> <laughs> There's that old, um, I don't know if I've spoken about this before. There's that old Seinfeld bit where he's like, uh, your first and your last birthdays are very similar. It's like someone tells you that these are your friends. <laughs> someone helped you blow out the candles. <laughs> that is really funny. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. So yeah, it's been uh, been an interesting uh, month or so. And thank goodness for uh, an awesome business partner, and look, you know, I'm I'm a business guy. I can't help myself. We're probably going to talk a little bit about shop today. Mm. Uh, it was it was a fantastic accolade for the hard work that Nick and I have done in our business and just all the stuff that our team have put together. That I could literally step out for almost a month mm, and yes. 
Nick still has most of her hair. <laughs> it's gotten a little greyer, but you know, I've got most of it. <laughs> You're right. My wine subscription has really gone up through. The <laughs> Should be deductible. Yeah. 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 But, uh, mental, <laughs> mental, <laughs> mental health wine. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's move on, shall we, to the business update, Tim? Yes, sponsored I actually, by Cats Accountants, by the way. Thank you, Thank Cats, you for Cats. sponsoring the business update. So um, today's business update is about super and specifically super guarantee for yourself mm. as an employee of your own business. Yes. Now, if you're a sole trader, ignore the next few minutes because this doesn't affect you, though you should be putting money into super as well because yeah. it's tax deductible and then there's money for your retirement. Too. Yeah. So you're, just, you're silly not to. But this is um, more around the compliance obligation of it, right? It is because there's a lot of people who for a long time who may have been employees of their own company, company who didn't want to pay their own super. And um, although that's technically not the right thing to do, could have gotten away with it for a very long time, mm. um, which is okay. But now that's actually really started to change. Mm. Uh, the ATO has single touch payroll data. They have super clearing data. So they know if you're not paying your own super. Yep. Um, so Nikon was... Is there many tradies that you know are part of your program who are like, nah, I just don't want to pay my own super? Or you've probably heard that from people before. Like, like everyone has. Every accountant's heard this. Not all of our tradies do it one hundred percent right. Don't worry. They do. And if we don't know about it, then we can't get in trouble. Yeah. Just to be clear, same as us. Yeah, well, this is what we've heard from right? other people. Yeah, every one of our clients pays yeah. their super. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's it's even getting to the point now where the ATO know if you're paid late, mm. and this is this is really the key point to make. So um, you really need to pay super a week before it's due, mm. so that it clears into the superannuation funds account yeah. in that time. And the ATO, their rules are a lot of people don't know this. Uh, if you've paid it late. Um, even a day, mm. you need to put in a super guarantee charge statement and tell the ATO you paid it late. Pay them a little late fee. You'll pay $20 admin fee per person and then a little bit of interest for how many days it is that you've lodged the form after the due date. Yep. Um, and if you don't lodge that form, they will know you've paid it late. Yep. And in a year's time, they could write to you and ask you to pay the late fee yep. and interest Up for a day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at the time they're writing to you. So it's actually quite a big deal. Mm. Um, even if you are paying your own super, you need to pay it on time. Mm. So the, the advice is just pay it every time you do a pay run. And they're going to, yeah, a few, a few add-ons to this. They're going to be mandating that you pay it every time you do a pay run anyway yeah, in the next true. few years. That, that's been spoken about, I think, in the previous budget. I think they announced that. So um, make that habit now. It's, it's just going to be easier. Um, you don't have to worry about it at the end of each quarter. You should be doing that for your employees anyway. So just throw yourself into that mix. Yep. Um, and then the other part of it um, as well is just, yeah, it's just good habit. Like yeah. you should be saving for your retirement. You should be thinking mm -hmm. about that. So Definitely. if your business can't afford your super, um, then your business needs to be improved. It's not... Mm -hmm. um, you shouldn't just be sacrificing your own wage and your own future yes. for the sake of, you know, a business. You could, you could be earning more with a wage somewhere else. True, so, true, true, true. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cash flow problem you need to improve. Yeah, true. Nice. There we go. That's business update this week. Business update. Thanks to Cats Accountants. Uh, <laughs> let's move on then to the tight ass tip. Tim, yeah. you got a tight ass tip too, didn't you? So, Nick and Woz, every week, I don't know if you know this, but I give a, a stellar uh, tip to save people money or mm. time. Lots of money. So much money sense. has been saved so in the life sense. of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, this week, mine relates to a recent experience of mine. They often do, funnily enough, mm. relate to mm. things that I experience. Mm. And uh, I'm going to call this tip, don't forget your credits. Oh. Mm. So uh, a lot of companies issue credits. And I had this recently. Airbnb sent me a credit. Mm. And um, they actually uh, promised to send it to me in cash. So I went back and checked cash they hadn't sent me the cash not cash but okay. like to send me the yeah. electronic funds yeah just to be clear yeah just to be clear they mm -hmm. hadn't sent it to me so um i followed them up on that and i got 118 dollars sent to my bank account yesterday oh. yes yeah 
That's nice. What a great tip. Yeah. A I've great just remembered I've got about 15 credit, store credits at different stores that I need to go and hunt down. That's You've it. just given me permission to go shopping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> go shopping. You know, it's to save money, not spend money. <laughs> well, it's like, it's girl math, right? Yeah, yeah it is girl math. <laughs> well, it's it. So it's free now. I just get to go and yeah. spend it. It's better than wasting <laughs> it. I, th- I, I agree with you, Nick, because, um, yeah, and once you've got that credit there, just spend it straight away. Like the longer you, it sits there, you just forget that, Dan, didn't you remember you had a credit as well? <laughs> I, was wait, I was actually just sitting here waiting for you to mention this. <laughs> yeah, with Jetstar. <laughs> Jetstar. Yeah, it was the Jetstar Guys, credit. Dan's yeah. the anti-credit user. <laughs> he like, people give him credits. He's like, mm, that's not real money. I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, I don't say that. No, that's, that's your reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> you, your phone you bought on the weekend. Yeah. You had a credit for that too, didn't you? I had a voucher. Yeah, which you almost forgot. Yeah, and, but then I used it. How it was just was 630 it? bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right? <laughs> so anyway. Was I holding onto that voucher for a year? Yeah, sure. Yeah, a year. When it was works it, now. Is it going to expire tomorrow? No expiry date. <laughs> really? on, the, on it? No expiry date. Yeah. Actually, I've got an anti-Titus uh, too. Actually, you go, was. Sorry, sorry. Gang and my internet is just absolutely fantastic. Thanks, um, <laughs> Elon, for the awesome satellite uh, network yeah. that I that I access at the moment. Oh, no. Anywho, um, I heard many years ago that gift cards are one of the highest margin products that businesses sell because of expiry date and people are really crap at using them before mm. they expire. They forget about them. Mm. And so they're a fantastic product to sell. Yes. Have you guys heard anything like that? Yeah. I've yeah. heard of that. Definitely, Definitely heard of that. Definitely. And you see it do, on. Do you do that? For you do see it in. Like you issuing gift cards and just <laughs> waiting for people to forget. It's one of our <laughs> biggest earners, actually. Uh, yeah. We actually give out lots on the podcast. Uh, two drunk accountants, uh, gift cards for merch that people never claim. Yeah. <laughs> for merch that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you get a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anti Tardust tip. Um, Phones are so expensive. Mm. <laughs> my new iPhone, because uh, my phone was five years old, I realized. So it was getting old, starting to slow down. The, the camera was smashed, mm. hence why I needed, we're doing a lot of content lately. Mm. So I was like, fine, I'll go get a new phone. Went down to JB Hi-Fi. I said, what's the newest one? 15, $1,800. And I was like, I can get a laptop. And then I realized True. the phone's probably more powerful than the laptop. <laughs> yeah, you're going to use the phone more. <laughs> yeah. It's like, actually, this makes sense. the laptop shoved down the front of your shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> well, that's like, you can get, you know, you get the, the max versions now. Like the phone's like real big, yes. too big. Yeah, I don't go for that. I go for the, the regular size phone. Um, I suppose you didn't go with the flip phone. You know, you can get those flip phone ones with the. Have you seen the ones now? You can get the, the bend. Motorola have one that bends. They're really cool. Like it actually bends, yeah. not just flips. Yeah, the screens like are the old ones. Yeah, you, you guys are making me feel real old now. All our phones in the beginning were flip phones. Yeah, or brick phones. Brick phones. Why are you here with me? I had a slide phone. A slider. Slider. The, the aerial. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the first one. And then I had a bag phone before that. I used to carry it around as a sales rep. <laughs> what? I was a building rep and I had my bag phone in the car and I used to grab the bag and take it out. And the battery lasted about seven and a half minutes. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. And then we had car phones that were literally bolted into the car. <laughs> That's so cool. I, I and you were allowed to talk on them while you were driving. You were. I tell a very funny story about um, two tradies and two car phones. One was a roofer, and so every time he climbed up onto the roof, the other tradie was around the corner watching and would dial his phone. <laughs> of course, the, the car's beeping. He's got to climb off the roof to go and answer his phone, so and nobody would be there by the time he got there, just up and down, up and down for a whole afternoon. Oh, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. That is funny. Uh, oh, that's so good. Love it, guys. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into our main topic, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So our main topic today is, you know, you guys, experts in, in, in tradies uh, in business. Yeah, you've that's got the title yeah, of your podcast. You've got um, improvement programs, mentoring yeah. groups, um, providing administration services even for yeah. tradies now. So, so. You, you know a lot about the trades businesses. You work with a lot of them. Uh, we do the same. So we just wanted to, let's just spitball what we think are some of the big issues that people in trades businesses currently face. And then I want to try and narrow that down to like the big five. The big five. The big five. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a playoff. It's a playoff. <laughs> it's a playoff. We'll go, you know, 
there's some for and against. <laughs> yeah, so what are you guys seeing out there? Because you, you, you do specialize in trades businesses. So I'd love to pick your brain on what you think are the big factors right now. It's an excellent question. I'm going to jump in and go first and give you a couple of my big ones that I see. Mm, go for um, it. First and foremost, they don't know what they don't know and they don't know where to find it. Mm. Yes, yes. Okay. It's really challenging when you're taught how to be fantastic at a trade mm. to figure out, well, how do I run a business? Nobody teaches you how to run a business, right? We, yeah. we And we spoke about similar on our podcast in that even being an accountant is much, much the same. You're taught how to do what you do really well. Mm. Yeah. Nobody teaches you how to do the business side of stuff. And so mm. we see a lot of stress around they don't know why it's going wrong. They don't know what is even going wrong and where do they find out the information from to fix it. True. Um, that leads, of course, to a lot of cash flow struggle that I'm sure you guys won't disagree with. We mm. see a lot of cash flow issues in trade businesses. Yes. It's a huge top of the list um, stressor that nearly everybody talks about. Mm. Um and they can't understand why they have the issues that they have. And generally it's because, yet again, they haven't been taught the correct way to do pricing, for mm. example. And they're not checking. Nobody's back costing to ensure that they are making the margins they think they should be ma making. Mm. Um, the other big one for me, and then I'll get out of the way and let Warwick have a go, is just a lack of time. Because generally yes. they think throwing you know, more work at a problem will solve the problem. Yes. And yet they're generally doing the converse and creating more of a problem that they need to solve. And so they don't have the time then to go and find the answers, to figure out why the cash flow isn't working, who do I contact to help support me and figure out where to from here. They get really stuck in that work harder mindset, unfortunately. Yes. yes. Mm. Oh, wow. There's, there's mm. some really good ones there. Some yeah. great stuff in there. Yeah. So you're really smart, Nick. Thanks, <laughs> I was I was waiting for being a business coach. Yeah. <laughs> never, never. No. I was waiting for Was just to say like, yeah, ditto. <laughs> I concur. Yeah, Nick said. <laughs> so anyway, um, we've got another session to get to. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump on uh, Coxie's last one there mm. around and how they solve problems. Yes. Okay. I watched my dad whole life and I see mostly the guys do this, the, the tradies, uh, the plumber or the builder or the tiler and when they have problems in their quote unquote business, which is often self-employed, they solve those problems like an employee mm -hmm. or and or a tradie yes. and the way tradies solve problems is to go grab a tool and fix it themselves. Yeah. And I feel like that, that leads to that, that chronic lack of time because Every problem that pops up, whether it's to do with business, you know, with not paying their super or whether it's because something didn't work out on site and they've got to go and replace some tiles, they just go, I'll fix it. Yes. And I think that's the biggest problems that they have, especially the dudes. Mm. A couple of the other ones for me is a lack of consistency with their workflow because they don't market consistently. Mm. Yes, marketing. Mm. And marketing, they don't trusted that it's been enough money or time in it and so they end up with these peaks and troughs of leads or inquiries and therefore that flows through as we all know to peaks and troughs in revenue and cash flow and time and so it's just this awful boom bust cycle that they end up in yes. and it's all fixed through consistency in their marketing mm. uh, and then my third one um, would be the structure around the business so um one of the big things we see as well is if if you look at trade business owners who have any sort of a team, whether that's their spouse or an apprentice or, you know, a bunch of employees as well and an admin person, no one else has any idea what the tradie's up to, what the mm. business owner is up to because it's all in their head Yes, and nothing follows any structure. Yeah, They're literally mm. just making mm. stuff up as they go. So they don't follow a systemized approach to handling their inquiries. Um, yes. There's no system around following up um, accounts receivable, you know. It's just like, oh, there's no money in the account. I'll ring some of those people that need to pay me money. Yes. Uh, so everything is done reactionary. Yes. There's no structure and therefore a lack of proactivity in their business. Love it. I love it. Love everything you've right. both said. Uh, I want to dive yeah, a, a little bit further into these and, and maybe we can break some of the ones you set up into subcategories. That is five. Uh, five very, very good ones. Oh, should we just end? 
<laughs> it sounds like Dan's just going to take our content and repurpose it. So yeah, yeah. Oh, what a surprise. Really, no. That's okay if you want to do that. I've built a career on it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's called R and D. Yeah, replicate and <laughs> yeah. deploy. Yeah, <laughs> but what you're reading it's market research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to dive a little bit further in, and I've got one one additional one that's a, a entirely different category here, but but it falls under really the head flow, uh, the heading of, of cash flow. Mm. So you mentioned Nick uh, about pricing and and how they're pricing and and whether or not they're even making a profit. So um, pricing is definitely one. Margins mm. is mm. is often a really mm-hmm. big problem, um, especially these days with suppliers, suppliers, the costs, um, labor, there being labor costs, labor costs going up. Um, <clears throat> You saw a lot of the past couple of years, tradies, especially builders, um, not so much the, the trades themselves, but the builders go into a, a cost plus model rather than just, um, you know, the, the traditional fixed costs, quoting, quoting amounts and, and, and locking mm. people into contracts because mm. they'd lock them into a contract and six months to take to, mm. to get this thing going and suddenly the costs yep. blow up. Uh, 30% more uh, and, and you're losing money on a job. So yeah, um, yeah so margins and, and costs are a really big one and, and how to price that I think is a, is a problem that a lot of builders, uh, builders and traders are facing at the moment. Yeah, builders, I like that. Builders, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> new term, TM, trademark. Um, <laughs> um, the other part of cash flow as well is uh, uh, something that I often see trades people struggle with um, is how much money and how much personal costs and expenses they're putting through the business. Mm. I think mm. there's, there's often a really big lack of understanding about the money they take and how that is taxed mm. and how that hurts their business and, ha- mm. and the lack of understanding of um, that if they can't afford the tax, then they can't afford to pay themselves. So it's, it's um, a big thing that I like to kind of dive into a I bit think here. that definitely relates back to Nick's first point, which was no business education. Yeah. Um, mm. They just see it as a bank account with money. Mm. They're working super hard. And this is relating to mm. that lack of time, problem solving sort mm. of issues you guys were saying. They're working super hard. They're, yeah. they're solving all the problems. Yeah. So why can't I just take the cash out yeah. of the business for me? Mm. I've just been paid 10 grand. I want five. Yeah. I want to buy, you know, I want to do my thing or I buy a jet ski. I want the jet ski. Yeah. 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 The classic is the jet, jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a new phone. Yeah. <laughs> and an Outlander. <laughs> and an Outlander. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're fine. Um, <laughs> It'd be more like Hilux or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, you're exactly right. And it's especially a problem when someone goes from being, when they change structure, if they go from being a sole trader to a company, yeah. oh, I'm a proprietary limited. I'm yeah. a project limited now. And you're mm. like, they don't know what that means. Um, yes, they yes, don't yes. know how that affects their day-to-day running of that business and, and the differences that they now have to face around tax and, mm. and what's happening. So uh, I think that's a big part of the cash flow as well. Yeah, 100%. There you go. Um, I want to dive into the business education part of things because that's mm. obviously what Nick and Woz do with their tradies mm. as part of their group. So what do you sort of start with? With someone who's new to your group, um, hasn't had any background and learning about how to run a business what's your first port of call with that type of business owner oh nick's nick's handballing to me okay i am i am uh, I feel nervous now <laughs> <laughs> and a building company owner and business coach bloody hell uh, first thing we do with anybody that uh, works with us is kind of a mini audit uh, yeah. which sounds really sexy Mm. Oh, love um, it. Oh, we love an audit. Did you get the green pens out? <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing, because um, I, I almost applied to do my professional year when I left uni. I did a, a business degree, majored in accounting back when the dinosaurs, I'm pretty sure, were still wandering around. But uh, <laughs> I did some vacation employment uh, and I tried out for some of the big six firms. Right. And I did a stint in audit with, uh, pretty sure it was Price Waterhouse. Mm. Oh. And that was the most boring week of my life. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me to the records department in a, a very large shoe retail company in Australia that's that's since gone broke, but mm. um, had a huge chain of stores. And I was literally going through boxes of files trying to reconcile and oh. find all these entries. And it was like, 
if this is accounting, this ain't me. Uh, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> anyway, I got a job as a building rep after that. So <laughs> well. this is why Nick usually let me go first. What, what was happening in the, in the next room, though, is that they were telling uh, that same company how to dodge their tax <laughs> of, of, of a law they That's just held like to write. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we, we do a check of what people already have in place. Yeah. Now, some businesses have put some things in place. Right. I think a lot of people are trying really hard. Trade business owners, they have a sense that they can do better and that they don't know mm. um, much about business. Certainly the people that come to us mm. yes. are quite um, aware of the fact that they, as Nick said before, they don't know what they don't know, but yeah. they know that they don't know. Mm. <laughs> so... Uh, we just do a check-in, see what they've got in place. Some of them have some basic systems. Maybe they've done a bit of cash flow forecasting. Mm. Um, and then we we have, I guess, a bit of a hybrid program because the cookie-cutter approach does work for a lot of businesses because most businesses could improve if they just followed a standard recipe. Yeah. And a lot of people need a bit of customization of that because if they have some stuff in place already, it's like, why are we spending all this time on cash flow management when we're working with Tim and Dan and we've got this absolutely nailed? Yeah, yeah. We're just kind of doubling up here. So yes. um, that saves a lot of time and frustration for our clients and for us because mm. we get really bored talking about the same stuff over and over. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we, we direct them to what they should focus their attention on. Um, for most of them, though, I mean, this is probably like the, uh, the bell curve. Yeah. It's it comes back to the financial um, stewardship or the financial management. Mm. Um, Nick, please agree with me. The <laughs> sales and marketing side of things because they usually suck at that. Mm. They don't know mm. enough about marketing. They're not doing it well enough. Sales to them is something completely foreign. They think that's something that reps do. Yes. Um, and then the third one would be around their their own headspace. Actually, mm. and I'm I'm a bit of a lover of the woo woo uh, <laughs> as a coach. But uh, most of them have a really – they don't look after themselves. They're stressed out to the max. They they have a complete lack of focus. You know, motivation levels are, are low. And so, um, you know, we generally get them doing some work on that because if they take care of themselves better and they're thinking more clearly, they've got more energy, actually able to make better decisions, they're more willing to look at cash flow forecasts and some of that confronting stuff, um, and they can really start to then step into that business owner um, space. Mm. Love it. Nailed know. it. Yeah. No, nice. Yep. That's good. That is good. Yes. I um, – <laughs> I want to dive a little bit more into the into the marketing side of things because yeah. I think you are right there that and sales uh, yeah. they're two different things, aren't they? Yeah, De definitely What's two different things. Yeah. Definitely two different things. So you know, most of the time you speak to tradies about like, oh, are you doing any marketing? They're like, yeah, yeah, I've got uh, got the ad in the high pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're like, cool. Like, how's that going? Ah get a few leads every week and it's like what else are you doing it's like nothing basically or they've got a facebook page that has their logo and they've got 10 followers and mm. nothing's sort of happening yep. so yeah what's what's the missing piece there for for people in the trades well what what like obviously there's many missing pieces but mm. what's the first thing that you might think of that uh hey why don't you try and do this or is it is just more about testing where they're getting the return is it testing you know um many different platforms what do you always suggest that's an excellent question. And whilst Warwick's frozen on his three-second delay, I'm going to jump in and take this one. Um, <laughs> very much with our clients, it starts with understanding who their target market is. Yeah. So all the marketing in the world is not going to deliver results if we're not target, targeting at the right people. So mm. it comes right back to using something like a client avatar tool nice. to yep. get a great understanding of who they are. And generally, there's two or three for most trade businesses. It's very rarely that there's just one kind of client that they're trying to target. Yep. And so we need to find ways to speak to all of those clients. But we've got to understand where they're hanging out in the first place. There is no point going and advertising on TikTok if you're dealing with 65-year-old <laughs> retirees yep. to renovate their bathrooms, for example. Yeah, we need to find yes. them where they're hanging out. It might be the newspaper or potentially Facebook if we're really lucky. So we've got to start yes. at the very beginning and understand where they're at. That's a really foreign concept because it's quite a hard 
task to work through. There's mm. really weird questions when you're trying to figure out who your client is. Mm. It can be challenging to put yourself in their headspace and often mm. takes a bit of research to go through and even speak to who your regular target market is. And then identifying what the other streams are. Um, most trades are working in some sort of commercial space as well as a residential space. Mm. So then understanding, okay, if I'm working in some sort of commercial space, let's say I work with real estates, who is my target market when, mm. it's com- when it comes to the real estate? I've, and then I've got right. to try and understand who that person is that is the head of the decision-making within those real estate offices. So it can be quite complicated and it tends to be that one thing we avoid. And what we see, unfortunately, is lots of expert marketing companies come in and do an excellent job of what they do, marketing themselves Mm -hmm. and how they can get better results (laughs) and selling brilliant packages that will solve everyone's problems Mm. and when they get to us, they're still not getting the consistent results because yeah. we haven't taken some of those first steps. I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's about identifying that target market, but then also understanding what it is that, like what value you're delivering to that target market. So it's absolutely. like, yeah, so our target is, you know, we have an avatar of, of um, a 40 to 50 year old person who's, you know, kids are just in school and they're looking to renovate and they're doing this. That's kind of our, our bread and butter. All right, mm-hmm. well, what are they after? They probably want wanting something that's convenient and they're probably wanting to not have to spend too much time working through all these things. So, you know, you got to figure out what value am I providing and what is it that they need and do they match? Absolutely. Mm. Couldn't agree more. And then I was going to just say, well, then that, that also transitions into sales process. Mm. So do you find a lot of tradies or trades businesses don't have a refined sales process? When there's leads coming through? Uh, uh, I'll update that question. They don't have a sales process. Unknowingly, they all have one, whether they think they've got one or yeah, not, because exactly. they still do the same thing every single time. Yeah. And your, your word refined is absolutely correct. Most tradies don't have a refined business process. That includes opportunity for education so we've got the know like and trust it includes the opportunity to elevate you as the expert in your field Mm. um to demonstrate your professional abilities they they often don't have all of those touch points that can do the heavy lifting also the screening part so many tradies are stuck wasting time with tire kickers and they just, you know, they're rushing out to service all of these people that are never going to convert into a client anyway. Yep. Good sales process can really screen them out early in the process. And sure, occasionally some will still get through. But for the most part, we end up dealing with the people that are more likely to convert. So we know that we're investing time for an outcome rather than just wasting all of that time. So, yeah, unfortunately, it is one of those commonalities we see in most of the people that we work with, the opportunity to work on their sales process. Mm. Some have already got a fantastic, good, robust start and it's just adding in some multiple touch points with education that can really drive a change. But we use an example of one of our clients, builders in rural New South Wales. Um, They changed up their process to include some screening. They did some more education. Then they started presenting their proposals. It took their conversion rate from about 50% I don't believe ever in 100% and say 95%. It changed up to 95%. It's been an incredible shift for them. We have another um, small business owner, a tree services business. They regularly get tips, like money tips. Tips? On top of their invoice total because of their sales process. When they go back to the client and say, do you realize you've overpaid? Yep, it's a tip. I really loved our experience with you. Yeah, happens really consistently for them. And that has come through a fantastic sales process. So I do think it's an an opportunity for every business to improve. It's even something that Warwick and I continue to work on in our own business. Yes. How can Mm -hmm. we improve that experience for our clients um, before we make the sale? Let's, you know, do some of the heavy lifting for them and help them at that point. True. That's that's amazing. Because sales isn't just for new leads. It's Mm -hmm. for existing clients or recurring work Mm. too. And there's probably a lot of trades businesses that would love that. You know, that was one Mm. of the thing. Um, The boom bust cycle Mm. was what was said. And uh, I think if you had a sales process that wasn't just the first time you spoke to them, it was someone you've worked for before. Mm. Hey, should we come check your gutters? Make Mm. sure they don't need Mm -hmm. a clean or um, how is that air conditioning system going? Does it need a Mm. tune up? Um, then you can really try and, um, yeah, flatten out the revenue and the workload mm. so that it is less boom bust. So, yeah, I yeah. love it. That's mm. uh, that's interesting. And you, you frequently get tips, don't you? Oh, so that's just the cashies you take. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. accountants don't get tips. Yeah. No one tips their accountant. So that's fair yeah. enough, but good, I would. Good to your mother. Yeah. the only tip accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so all right. Has anyone got any other points here that we want to add or should we start just refining these down to, was, to five? I've got a pretty good summary here. Yeah. And um, yeah, Nick and Wise have nailed it mm. really. Like, and this, uh, just to, to say everyone knows who's listening, we threw this to Nick and Wise about two minutes before we hit record. So. We gave them no warning for this. <laughs> they absolutely nailed this. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens when you're old. <laughs> you lots of content. Steady on. Steady on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick went first. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This whole thing is relied on Nick. So yeah. Uh, so let's, let's, let's narrow this down. Shall we, Tim? What, what, what do you think? Uh, so number one was no experience running a business or no business education. Yep. Um, yeah. So they're, they're really good at what they do, but not running a business. Yep. So they don't have the tools to run the business. Yeah. Um, point number two. What? Good, right? That was nice, Dan. Yeah, yeah thank I you. Like That's my That's, skill. Oh yeah. My <laughs> yeah, I just heard that. It was a delay. You're on a delay. You're standing next to me. Yeah, yeah. You're on Tim's a slight a delay. delay yeah. yeah. This is what happens was when you have a, a baby yeah. uh, under one. You're on a slight delay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you're internet for us. Yeah. It's just the sleep to... The brain takes over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cash flow issues is point number two. Yes. And, and that, that can mean many things. But Very wide. But we sort of narrowed it down to pricing, your margins, and taking too much money from the business. Yeah, Nick mentioned back costing as well. Yep. Definitely agree with that. Um, points number th- uh, other points that Nick raised, which I've combined into one here, mm. um, is lack of time, which they believe they can solve by working harder or yep. more, um, and just their problem solving um, skills. Yeah. So, like hiring an employee or managing a team, mm-hmm. um, their problem solving skills. So. That's probably more like the approach yeah. to re- or the mindset. Their mindset, their mentality. Yeah. The yep. mindset is problem, work harder. Yeah. Problem, mm-hmm. work harder. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what they're preaching to their team mm-hmm. a bit too, is like cracking the whip, work mm-hmm. harder. I agree. That's point number three. Point number four was marketing and sales. Yeah. Which yep. We've had some good chat about that. That was very good. Boom, bust cycle. We want to avoid that. Yep. You um, want to make sure that you're actually targeting your target market where they actually are and you're telling them the, how you're going to fix the problems that they have. Yeah. And then point number five was structure around the business, which we haven't spoken that much about. But it's about systems. And, and that is yeah. a good point, actually. We haven't spoken much about that one. And this is you know, something that's really important. A lot of trades people essentially create themselves a job instead of creating themselves a business or an mm. asset. Uh, yes. and a business really is those systems that you were talking about and, and making sure that there is a structure and there is a process and other people could come in and replicate that process because it's there. Mm. Um, whereas if it's all in your head and you're just running around doing things, well, you just created yourself a real stressful job. Yeah. Um, mm. And that's a place that a lot of tradies find themselves. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. Um, Nick and Woz, let's just talk about that for one minute and yeah. I think that's that we're wrapped up there. That's five, like, yeah. Yeah, that's five. That's awesome. Um, do you think people should just go out and buy all the software or do you think that there's <laughs> – or Excel spreadsheets and books and whiteboards are mm. good? What, what are you seeing? <laughs> As a way to solve their problems, you mean? Yes, yep. as a way to systemize their business rather than having it all in their head. Uh, short answer is no. Mm. I don't often give short answers, so um, <laughs> I'm glad this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence. No, Proof. and, and I, I think that leans into the, uh, the way trade business owners tend to solve their problems yeah. is they throw more tools at it. Mm. I mean, yes. Nick's builder has seven wheelbarrows because you know you arrive at site you don't have the wheelbarrow in the ute what do you do you go buy another wheelbarrow <laughs> oh, no. every time every time so no. and that and that legit happens you know it's like they turn up without the hammer drill it's like oh shit bunnings is closer than home i go to bunnings and i'll buy another hammer drill because i've got to get the job done oh, no. and so unfortunately they carry that same sort of approach into the business where it's like they come to us and they say, we need systems and structure. And they've gone and spent money on some, you know, flowcharting software that they looked at. They did a free trial mm. and then they forgot about it. And now they're, you know, now they're subscribed to a $100 a month thing. Where is they it? They put one flowchart together with, with three steps in it that my 12-year-old could have done. Mm. And... And now they think systems are a waste of time because, mm. well, that didn't fix anything. But a, a, a checklist about repacking the ute every day uh, would have sufficed. Yes. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, or you could have got fancy and laminated it and used a grease pencil to tick it off. That's cool. But uh, I, I think people miss misunderstand. Wow, is that even a word? That's a word. I think, yeah. Um, there's some misconceptions about what systems look like. And as you guys rightly point out, they can start out on paper. You know, people mm. are afraid to roll out systems because they think it has to be 15 manuals on the shelf mm. or their own internal wiki, you know, with folders and it's all accessible via the cloud and there's how-to videos. And until that's done, we don't have any systems. Mm, but the yes. reality is they can start with jotting a few things down getting people to follow a checklist when they do stuff. Mm. Um, we had a client that literally got went and got some triplicate books made up back in the days where printers, you know, used to do that sort of stuff. Mm. And staff just used to fill out these carbon copy books with a checklist and sign the bottom of it to say they'd done all the bits of their jobs. That's they really cool, to do when they actually. Yeah. Like um, so, you know, that's a simple system that makes a big change in a business. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, and don't try and be what so, you're not. There's mm. a lot of tradespeople who are more comfortable with yeah. um, pen and paper. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And that's a minute. That. <laughs> <laughs> that is about a minute. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was five. Nailed it. Nailed it. Last one. Well, that's our five. We've just made a listicle together, guys. Yeah. So it's been good making our first listicle. Yeah, Thank that's you. good. Yeah. We've done it. We've narrowed it down. Uh, all right, well, let's, let's move on from the main topic. I yeah. think we did it. Well, you're welcome, tradies. <laughs> other things steering eye. yeah <laughs> uh, Tim do you have another thing this week um, I feel like I probably do but why don't you go first while I think of it okay <laughs> I'll go first um, so mine's sort of another thing it's sort of just a rant um, uh, Halloween this week oh, Halloween. Halloween was this week I was going to talk about that everyone's yeah. out trick or treating and having a nice time but what I'm sick of is the kids that play pranks on people Specifically, someone TP'd your desk <laughs> in the office. That's so annoying. And I can't believe they went ahead and did it. I'm going to find out who it is for you, Tim. And they're fired immediately, obviously. <laughs> but you weren't here. There was chocolates. I don't know who did it, but someone TP'd Tim's desk. You TP'd and, my desk. And someone <laughs> TP'd Tim's desk. And I'm going to get to the bottom of who it was. Because it's, it's just not on. I it's have not to, on. I, because I've been sick, I haven't been here. I've been working from home. So I'm going to have to go check out my desk after this now and see what the damage Maybe has they been Maybe they heard that you had a bit of the gastro and they just wanted <laughs> some extra support. <laughs> it was in solidarity. Uh, uh, my, my actual other thing, though, is the, uh, the desk treadmill. Loving yeah, it. Cool. Loving it. We got a desk treadmill in the office recently where you just kind of like slide in under your stand-up desk. You just walk along. And uh, most days, uh, not today because I've been in meetings all day, mm. uh, I've been trying to get an hour over the day walking on the treadmill. And it's great. I'm loving it. Get, like immediately you get more energy. You mm. feel like, I don't know, I'm really motivated when I'm doing it. I That's didn't good. expect it. I thought I was going to hate it, but That's awesome. I really like it. That's fun. I really oh. want to say the files compilation from the uh, security <laughs> camera footage. Yeah. <laughs> it does we, look funny. We were saying that maybe we should get the team to sign a waiver. Like a, <laughs> yeah. if you go on this yeah. treadmill, it is not it's our at fault. your own yeah. risk. <laughs> <laughs> no industry bills will be paid for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. desk treadmills, great stuff. Yeah. What's no, your other thing? That's Tim? a good one. Um, mine was about AI. Mm. And did you know you can record, um, this is going to really resonate with Nick and Wise, I think. Um, do you know you can get AI to record your podcast for you now? Have you guys um, ever experienced that or heard a podcast? It's Des been Describe what you mean. Oh, you so, mean like they talk for you, yeah. So I listen to a podcast. It only goes for about 10 minutes mm. per episode. Mm. And um, it's usually like listicle style like we just did. It's mm. like four things you need to know about mm. this. And, um, and essentially he's started getting AI to help him write the mm. script. And then now he's got his voice, um, under an AI tool and just record recorded. And then the AI just records his voice mm. reading the script. And I honestly yeah. could not tell the difference between before and after mm. that episode where he hadn't. And then he, he said, this has all been recorded on AI. I uh, was like, what? I That's don't know wild. if I like that. No, I no. mean, no. <laughs> It's not no, cool. No, I don't like that. Just AI, AI could not be as funny as the four of us. Exactly. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. It can't reach the, the higher peaks that we yeah. are reaching in this podcast. Exactly. It's Never. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe it, sometimes it is quite funny. Yeah. I don't know, but also, yeah, it, it couldn't, it's not going to be you. It's mm. not going to recreate human beings. But for this guy's podcast, it's 10 minutes. There's never any jokes. Mm. It's perfect. Yeah, that's, so that's good pre- for that. it's, it's pretty interesting. Mm. Anyway, the technology that's out there. And I thought I'd just share that with Nick and Was because mm-hmm. they are the longest mm-hmm. running uh, tradies podcast in yeah. Australia. So they are. Yeah. Mm, people will be listening back to our episodes now going, is that even Nick and Woz? <laughs> and some machine has like machine. made their voices up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could you, be a cyborg. You could, yeah. yeah. Are you even real? Yeah, I'm I mean, not even I've sure never, this is you. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met you in the flesh. So. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever seen me in person. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! What what are your other things, Nick? And was uh, let's start with Nick. You got a, got another thing? I do. I'm really digging Insight Timer this week. Have you guys used Insight Timer before? It's no. like a meditation app. Ooh. Okay. And just for something new and different. So um, I've used many of the other ones, Headspace, and oh, there's so many of them. Mm. But Insight Timer, somebody introduced me to it recently, and I'm really digging it. Awesome. Uh, that's cool. I, I've been I use Smiling Minds. I've used that yep. one a lot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you do get kind of used to the same ones over and over again. Yeah. So yes. I'd like to vary it up. Yeah, it's nice to have some fresh voices in your ears. Mm. I did a really weird one a couple of days ago. It was a breathwork one. Mm. And we were doing, if there's any of your listeners that do breathwork, I had not experienced this one before. I think it was called dragon breath. It was the weirdest thing <laughs> I've ever done. I ended up laughing all my way through <laughs> the breathwork, which didn't really help me, but I came out of it feeling really mm. happy. So <laughs> That's awesome. For me. Nice. That's a good one. Good recommendation. Uh, dragon breath. Was? Uh, my other thing, uh, sleep. Uh, how is it going how is the sleep going uh look our our baby sleeps oh um not so much for the adults (laughs) (laughs) this is what people don't get because like even when the baby's sleeping you've got so much like parent anxiety you're like oh is this all sorted you can't just get to sleep like just like that can you no it's like okay i've got 90 minutes yeah go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) that ever worked in the past yes like all of a sudden i'm supposed to be be like this sleep ninja (laughs) but uh uh I, I do have a real one. The other, the other stupid other thing is swaddles, baby swaddling. Yes, I'm, I'm legit gonna design my own swaddle because everything we've bought, and I can tell you, we spent many hundreds of dollars on swaddles <laughs> to solve the sleep startling thing. Yeah, they're just liars. Yeah, so these things do not work. And the you know, size fits all thing. Yeah, I get it. And I think like the companies are probably all worried. Anyone who's designing things for babies must be so worried about making them too good. Like I'm going to trap this baby's arms yeah. so it can never escape. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll share the design with you guys um, once it's patented. Yeah. Uh, but my, my real other thing is uh, it's a bit old, um, kind of like me, and uh, it's nothing new and flashy, is uh, cold plunge. Oh, and, yes. Um, ice bath, cold plunge, yep. whatever you like, cold exposure. It is. It has been one of the um, most amazing things for my mindset, mm. um, my recovery, because I love my active sports and stuff. Nice. And it cost me 150 bucks for an old chest freezer that just sits out on the, the back deck um, once or twice a week for a few minutes. Like in terms of bang for buck in time and money, it beats everything else that I've done for, um, you know, beating stress and anxiety and staying, you know, clear in the head and all sorts of stuff. Um, So that's my, that's my other thing. That's unreal. I want to do more of that. We should get a cold punch at the office. Yeah. We've been talking about about buying a sauna for the office. I don't know. I think I want to come and work in your office, guys. Although I don't want anyone doing anything to my desk yeah Yeah, (laughs) we've got to stop this now before it gets out of hand (laughs) there will be consequences seeks retribution (laughs) all right well thank you so much for coming on the podcast nick was uh if people want to find you where do they go you can head on over to tradiesandbusiness.com.au or we're on all the socials as Tradies and Business. Thanks, gents. It was a blast. Nice. Yeah, thanks, thanks, fellas. Nice. Uh, if you want to find us, too Way drunk. More fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. It always is. More uh, fun than your week with PWC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> 
if uh, people want to find us, two drunk podcasts at gmail.com, two drunk accountants on all the socials. Uh, find us, say good day. We've got stuff being posted and coming out pretty soon, so that's exciting. And we will speak to everyone next week. Calculator. Bye. Bye.